122 of the local meta. My name is Fletcher. And I'm John. John, how's it going? I'm doing all right. I, I like how the last thing you said to me for hitting record was insulting me, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know how that's funny, because that's just part for the course. I don't know. You gotta take you gotta take humor in your own beats. Okay. Otherwise, <laughs> you'll go insane. And we already know I'm already insane, so you can't yep. really keep going, so... Uh, <sighs> otherwise, yeah. not bad. This is uh, this is actually my week out from work. I took a week of vacation, so just chilling like a villain. Uh, yeah. I my this is actually the week before my siblings go back to school, so I actually plan on going out to uh, Ironwood, Michigan tomorrow. I might crash the night, and then I'll come back Friday, or I might just come back home on Thursday. I haven't decided yet. Whatever you decide to do, huh? Yeah. Plus, it was nice. I got to play modern for the first time in like four months on Monday, and mm-hmm. it's just nice to relax. Yeah. Try and get this knot out of my shoulder that's been bothering me for like three weeks. Which, fun fact, apparently Walmarts don't sell back massagers at all, except for this one weird one that's called a deep tissue massager for okay. $30, which is way more expensive than I wanted to buy. <laughs> Uh, okay. I guess that's... (laughs) So here's the thing, right? All right, okay. I know they exist. There's, like, these little massagers that have, like, four little legs with, like, little round balls on the side. I know exactly what you're talking about. Exactly. That's all I wanted to find. And those things are, like, not ridiculously expensive. Because I just want to put that on my shoulder with, like, the balls on the different side and try and, like, loosen up this knot that I have. But they don't sell them, apparently. And, like, I was debating, I'm like, I wonder if Bath and Body Works would have one, but I couldn't bring myself to willingly go inside a Bath and Body Works. Because <laughs> that was the only other place I could think of that would have one. Uh, and, guess. like, I don't know. I'm trying to think. my girlfriend offered me, she's like, well, I have one of those massagers, but it's in the barn and we use it for the horses. Because apparently <laughs> you use back massagers for, like, horses with arthritis and shit. Like, that's Here's an actual deal. thing. People who have horses treat their horses better than they treat themselves. You've noticed. <laughs> oh, I yeah. <laughs> I, I know. It's, it's absurd. So she's like, you could just use the horses one. I'm like, I think I'll pass. Thanks. <laughs> like... I don't know. Like I, it's it's not the fact that it was it would have been used on a horse. It's like I wouldn't want to use like another person's back massager either. I guess. Like I don't know. I'm weird, but so yeah. Yeah, you are weird, but we'll go with it. Yeah. <coughs> oh, sorry. I'm still getting over my cold here too, so I'm kind of all hoarse and gargly and it's just like casu- that casually dying. No big deal. Man, well, we had to we had to record earlier this week, and if I, if I had to do it a couple of days ago, I'd have been a drooling mess, more of a drooling mess than I normally am. But like, like you, oh, man, you sounded a little off on Saturday, but not too much. Like One I didn't day even, I was dying. I I didn't even realize that you were like I didn't even know you were actually sick. Like at that point, I just knew you sounded a little bit off, and like we were both kind of out of it and couldn't think of anything to talk about yet. So. <laughs> Yeah, but like, yeah, Monday I, I got home from work, uh, like, later out, later on the couch, had dinner, fell asleep on the couch, woke up, finished finished editing and posting the podcast, and went to bed at like 8 o'clock. 
seems fine. I was just like, I, I just felt terrible. Like I was just exhausted, but it's just a stupid cold, but I'm a yeah. baby. So yeah. random little like thing that annoys me about humans. <laughs> okay. The number of people who are like, you got a cold in the summer. It's like, yes, yes. Colds have literally nothing to do with the winter. Thank yeah, you do, very much. Do we have to explain to you how this stuff actually works? Yeah. Like, like the only reason why they're more cop- popular in the winter is because people are inside more and they come into contact with each other more. You can still also the, also the cold can reduce your immune system. Yeah, like you just colds are a thing that happen literally 365 days a year. Yes, and, and I can tell you if you have a child who just went to daycare and it's your first one, then heck yes, it happens 365 days. A year. <laughs> <laughs> Little plague factories running um, around. Unfortunately, there isn't one, but I was looking for, um, uh, I was going to find a, um, uh, a card like Plague Demon or something like that and paste his picture on it, but apparently there is no card called Plague Demon. Oh, uh, that, I know there's Pestilence Demon. Yeah, there's Pestilence Demon, but. I mean, there's Plague Crafter right now at this point, yeah. I suppose, but. Pestilence yeah. Demon would have worked, I suppose. But... That is actually unfortunate that Plague that's, Demon That's surprising, right? Yeah, it seems like it should. Uh, yeah. Oh well. It's surprising, like yeah, some of the cards and stuff. But okay, I, I suppose we could um, uh, we can Just get on with our lives a little gate. a little bit here because we need to stay on track with our tap topic that's going to be super on track. So, yeah, because uh, we're right, very good at that. Why don't you serve this serve this beast up for me? All right. So this this actually stemmed from listening to LR. Because apparently, most good topics do. Yeah, uh, apparently LSV went to like a uh, uh, a weird seminar like a week or two ago, where the guy was just like nothing but cliche stuff, right? <laughs> like, but a lot like the general basis behind what the cliches were were very very like actually good advice right like apparently one of the things he said was like uh where the focus goes the energy flows or some insane shit like that yeah but like the basic premise of it came down to if you want something actually try and get that something like don't just be complacent about it right and like hope it falls in your lap and all that and obviously, this is something that applies to magic a lot, because this is something that I've actually been thinking about the last couple of weeks, because we had the local Grand Prix that happened. Well, yep. quotations local. Yeah. As local as we get. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, this is that's about as local as we can get, and it's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. So, and, you know, I, I knew a bunch of people who were going down there, and they're going to be playing in the event, and yada, yada, yada. And a lot of them, like, near, like, when there was, like, a week to go, they were, like, talking about stuff. They're like, oh, how do you think, you know my deck would be yada yada and a lot of them were like well i'm just gonna play my deck and yeah and i decided that it kind of bothered me that so many of my friends and acquaintances were going down there and they they intended to play in the main event they intend they're like their goal was to you know do well in the main event yep. but in my opinion they just didn't do enough <laughs> and i realized that kind of makes me a dick for saying that i mean like this podcast is kind of john being a dick for saying that in a lot of ways but But i feel like i'm not wrong like i don't think i disagree with you like i don't care i take 
when I went to Grand Prix, I took them very seriously, right? Yeah. Like when we went to the Corset one, like I didn't get to do that much drafts, but like I read a lot of content on draft just in general. Like I didn't apply myself as much to the Corset one because I was I was very much of the opinion, well, I I'm just I understand Corset Limited, right? Mm-hmm. Like. And I was like one match away from actually making day two on my first Grand Prix. So obviously, and I don't think I made any glaringly obvious mistakes. I think I was just well enough set along. But for the standard one that we did, I metagamed that shit yeah. a lot. You know, <laughs> OBS on Angels is not a goddamn deck. No. Until it, I made it one. It didn't pan out as much as we hoped, but you know. No. we were, I was a week too late. Yeah. Like, literally, like, a week or two before when Brad just kind of rolled in with his Boros Angels deck and just, like, casually crushed with main deck to Kali Honor Guard the same weekend that I built the deck to play at the local level. Like, oh, yeah. you know, I was just a little too late in the metagaming and the metagame had advanced beyond me, but I still applied myself and I applied mm-hmm. myself towards making that deck good for the metagame. Oh, yeah. I mean, we were, <laughs> we were building that deck in the truck, right? <laughs> yeah. So, like, even though I was off by a bit, yeah. like the basic premise of like, I was still trying to succeed at the Grand Prix level, even though it was with a brew. Right. Yeah. And just, <laughs> I, I disagree with the concept of, I'm just going to play this deck because it's the deck I know the best. I understand that that is a very, very important thing in modern, but when you're not even trying to play against a deck like Hogak to see how good your matchup is and what you should be sideboarding and yada, 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 when you're not even like trying to like, when I hear the phrase, I'm going to play this because this is what I own. I just disagree with that on principle. Like I am standing there. I have a collection. Why aren't you trying to borrow shit from me? (laughs) The fact that not a single one of my friends who went to the Grand Prix asked to borrow Hogak from me, kind of bothers me because it means none of them wanted to play the best deck in the format yeah fair enough i guess yeah like i feel like for you know obviously it will differ between people and stuff like that i think one of the pieces of the whole thing is you really need to know know your limits too yes like um i mean the last invitation i went to Mm -hmm. like the modern piece you know the first invitation i went to i played uh blue moon and I felt really good about that deck. Like, you know, it was... and, mo- and modern is a deck is a format. You need to know the deck. Yep. Yep. And I was like, I felt really good about it. I did pretty, I'd actually recovered myself in the modern portion, which surprised me. But the one I went to previous, the one, I, the one I went to, the last one I went to was, um, uh, I played infect. Yep. And the reason was, is that that's about the only thing I could play. Like not as in I had availability to play, but that my skill level with the time I had to prepare to do the best I could, that is what I had available to me. Which is fair. Yeah, like, and I feel like if I was going to the the Grand Prix and didn't have enough time to prepare or anything, or just my skill level with how good I am, like, you know, I can, I can do only so much. I can practice games and everything. But, like, I think me taking Hogak down there would be a disservice to me. Because I don't think I know the deck enough. I don't even. I don't even hardly know the deck. Like, he, uh, although I think you've said that basically you could put it in the hands of any scrub and they could win a grand prix. But <laughs> yeah, 
Except me, apparently, because I played it when I three. But well, hey, I wouldn't. Bought, I wouldn't bought a set of Hogax now so that I can see if they get banned or not. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, it's like there's there's certain things there, but like the tournaments that I cared about, I I worked on. Like when I wanted to qualify for that next, um, uh, for my uh invitationals, like I mm-hmm. actually put effort into it. Yeah, you put effort into like the modern. You put effort into the standard portion of it. Like, yeah, even the the first one that you qualified yep. for standard, it was a brand new format. Yeah, and, and like we we brewed up a deck and yeah, we we brewed up two different decks, one for each of us. And yeah. yours was very similar to another deck that someone who I very much respect as a Magic player also brewed up. Unfortunately, but, I played him game one <laughs> and got destroyed because he is a much better Magic player than me. <laughs> um, much 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 better magic player than me uh but yeah like i like i feel like i put the effort into it at yeah. least for for my skill level i suppose i should clarify i'm i am not bothered that none of my friends played hogak i'm bothered that none of them put in the efforts to see if either they should or how they would beat it themselves yeah like yeah, that... you're more concerned about the the process of the whole thing, not that they didn't borrow a deck from you. Like, yeah, the fact that they were just th- that it was quips about, oh, I have this deck, I'll just bring it down. Yeah, to this it, it, it feels like you're like committing to something and then just punting. Yeah, it's like at least try. Like, I understand like experience is a very important thing, but yeah. at least try and change up your sideboard or your main deck. Don't just like, don't be asking me the the week before you go down, whether or not I think like three of this card or one of this card in the main deck is relevant when neither of those cards are relevant for Hogak, which is still going to be like 20% of the meta. <laughs> like you're like, going to run into it a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's, and it's like, and these are, these are people who actually were playing modern semi-regularly, even if the modern, yeah. they weren't playing as Hogak because literally no one at the local level has built Hogak. Like I'm the only one who's done it. Like and no you, one else has. <laughs> I mean, there was like a four-person tournament. I don't know if really can't get spoke. I also was an yeah. idiot and built it wrong. Oh, good job. Well, I uh, I rolled in to the event and I looked at my deck and I realized that I had eight carrion feeders in my deck. <laughs> I forgot to put venge vines in the deck. Oh, that would be bad. That is very bad because venge vines are one of the payoffs. Yeah. So okay. I took out four carrion feeders, added three sideboard cards, and a Vengevine that was in my sideboard or in my trade binder. <laughs> and I just played that. So the deck was slightly underpowered for what it should be. I still think yeah. I got really, really unlucky. Oh, man. I lost to someone who was playing, as he put it, quotations Eldrazi Tron. Would you like to know what Eldrazi were in his deck? Please tell me. Kozilek, Butcher of Truth. <laughs> Uh, endless one. Okay. Self assembler. What is that? Uh, that is a five mana four four. That when it enters the battlefield, you may search your library for an assembly worker c- creature. Oh, that thing. And put it in your hand. He, I lost to five mana four four uh, <laughs> squadron hawks. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't care if I misbuilt my deck. I had to get unlucky to lose to that. The world is punishing you, and I'm okay with this. I'm also relatively okay with it, but <laughs> I don't even remember where. Yeah, so like I don't know. I I think one of my things is is like 
like obviously like know your goals and know your limits for that whole thing like i feel like the people you're talking about like their goal was to go down there and win a gp like if you're going to a gp you're not going down there to show off your latest brew right exactly well some people are well not in the i mean in the main if that's your goal then fine yeah, I mean, Zach, like... Zach Elsick is a person. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but he is a unique person. Yeah, but like most, the vast majority of people are going down there to try to spike a GP. Yeah, like especially people who are of my friend circle, as it were. Yeah. Right, like they're they are spikes at their core. Their goal is to win when they mm-hmm. play Magic. Yeah, and like I feel like if you're just punting away value like that, you're just doing it wrong. Yeah, like. like you know, it's it's one of those things that yeah, as I said, like you you should be putting energy in it and those people and most of those people that I know of are good enough magic players where they should be really looking at the decks that they're playing. They should be really looking at the metagame and everything that they're you know that they're looking at and like you know, stuff like that. As I said, with me I'm like you know, I have a life going on and don't really <laughs> um don't really have a ton of extra time to divert into like you know, practicing certain extra decks or, you know, doing things, doing a ton of extra research. Obviously I will, but you know, it's like, you know, I know my limits and I know what I have to play and everything. I mean, but like, you know, when we went down to the GP for standard, I played a crap load of abs and angels on um, arena on arena. And, and you even came and played it at Ephina. Yeah, like, I did. We, I built, we built that deck twice. Oh, we did. Yeah. We had two copies. Yeah. yeah. I came and played, I, I mean, I came and played that deck and, quite a bit just to like just to get the the reps in and everything you know and it's i think you i mean you have to at least push in some direction for that yeah. like I, I don't feel like i was punting away value that you know for for myself at least with any of those decisions like i was doing what i could with the resources i had yeah and you you did not go to the grand prix <laughs> with the intent of winning it you didn't even go down there with the intent of day twoing with it <laughs> I think I think my first goal was to do as best as I can. Like I'm like yeah. if I, I'm like I think I said if I have a positive win record at the end of the day, I'm happy. And you succeeded. I, I succeeded at the first one. Yeah. At, at the sealed one, which honestly I'm better at sealed than I am at standard. Yeah. And um, uh, yeah, I think I because I finished what? What did you need to day two? Uh, you needed to go X and three. So it was what two. like five and three. Yeah. Six and three? Five and three. Five and three. Five and three. Yeah, and I went like four, three. I, no. no. Yeah, you had, you had to X and two because I lost. Yeah. I lost. You had to go. F- no, yeah, it was five. Because I, I went five and three and I did not make day two. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Cause I, and I think I, was, I think I was four and three, right? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. I, but I, I think I got a po- I either got an even or a positive win record and I was I was pretty happy with that considering some of the glaring mistakes i made yeah because like, you just kept jamming through the dream crusher bra- bracket just doing uh, yeah. your thing on I, I did a few dream crushes my favorite is still that one game that you looked at where my opponent had what like a uh one of the dragon lords on his side of the battlefield and a bunch of stuff and you like you're like oh i guess fletcher's gonna lose this game and you walked away like to do something else and you came back and I'd won the game. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I did not understand it. It made no sense to me. He made some horrible plays. I mean, like, his he, it was his, his game to lose. His dragon was Arcades, which is the worst of the five dragons for that he had, set. He had Arcades and Johnny. Yeah, 
and Ajani uh, yeah. was gas in that format. Yeah, Ajani was gas. I mean, I'll, I'll be fair. I had a Tezzeret, which is was supposedly like the best card in the set for limited, but yeah, I still don't see it. But <laughs> oh, man, my planeswalker that makes as you know makes a bunch of one ones and his card advantage isn't good enough in this it, format. It wasn't good enough, <laughs> but. Yeah, I don't know how I won that game, but I did. But, like, yeah, it was, I don't know. I, I did dream crush a lot of people, I guess. <laughs> a few people. I mean, and that's then, just. And then that's... made a bunch of judge calls on myself. Or was that, no, that was that was the um, uh, the standard when I made a bunch of judge calls on myself. Which is hilarious. <laughs> I called a judge on myself twice. Which is still hilarious. Yeah, and both and both the times it was negative, it was negative for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I knew it straight up. I even had it. I was playing against a mono red opponent, and we for, uh, um, he hit me with a pyromancer trigger trigger, and I had a um, honor uh, guard honor guard in play, mm-hmm. and he's like, and he's like, not he's like, just take it back. And I'm like, I'm like, now we'll call a judge, and we called a judge, and the judge made me keep the damage and stuff. So I was yep. like, I'm like, I know that's what's gonna happen too. I'm like, okay with it, and we and I got a warning. <laughs> yeah, you got a warning for not remembering your static abilities. I mean, it is my fault, and like as I said, yeah. if I'm gonna do one thing, I'm gonna be honest. But yeah, but yeah. So back to where we were. <laughs> where where were we? And we were talking about this thing. With <laughs> oh, like how you, like yeah, like you you put in a lot of work for these things that, in complete honesty, don't matter as much to you. Yes. <laughs> like your your goal is not to go to a Grand Prix and win and like, you know, convert that into like a semi pro career, right? Yeah. Which is like I know is an actual aspiration for one of my friends. I don't think he puts in enough effort to get to that aspiration though. Yeah. Like I think people just in generally and generally in life have a problem with direction. Like Yeah they don't want to put in and and like let me just say i am the guiltiest person of this this is it's what i am not a goal setter and that's one of the reasons why i take very small goals because if i make too big of goals i will fall off the train immediately mm. like i am my life is constantly half finished projects um I've but noticed. like yeah right but which which is one of the reasons this podcast is so absolutely insane because uh we've made it 122 episodes and we're still doing it every single week um it's because there's two of us <coughs> yeah that helps so, a lot yeah we feel an obligation to each other to make sure this happens that's why i'm always trying to find people to rope into like projects with me because i know that they'll help me push forward uh, <laughs> but i just need to rope you into more crap <laughs> speaking of which we really need to uh we need to work on our commentary thing yeah, something I was thinking about a few days ago. I was too, actually, but um, I don't know if we've ever said anything about that on the podcast. Hi, we're trying to do commentary, but <laughs> we're really, really lazy and don't find time to meet each other. <laughs> However, funny. if someone is willing to come and be a, a be a guinea pig and let us record you playing magic against someone else and then commentate over you, taking offers. Yes, actually, we are. Um, I we still got to do it ourselves a couple times because I have a whole new setup now, which is ridiculous. But um, <laughs> yeah, the technical pieces for that. But yeah, um, yeah. I'll, on that note, did I tell you that I watched I rewatched some of the matches we were testing? 
recording. Of our play. Yeah, and then I am incredibly interesting to watch. <laughs> that is the most you thing you have ever said. I'm very animated. Yes, you are. And I think that's entertaining. So, um, okay. but <laughs> which, uh, which is weird. Well, like, you, you are just a very animated person in general. Which is funny as hell because I shouldn't be, but yeah. Like, I'm someone who talks with my hands a lot. You yep. take talking with your hands to a whole new level. <laughs> I kind of like, do. You are a fidgety person. As I am, so, I am super fidgety. And, but when I play Magic, I'm much more toned down. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm at most, like, moving my wrists and thumbs when I'm, like, when I'm fidgeting in the middle of a game of Magic. Yeah. As to where you're just, like, everywhere. I am always everywhere. Which is hilarious. Yeah. But, um, uh, so, back onto my point. People have a problem with direction. Um, <laughs> and so, like, and it's just a general thing, I think, that people don't want to commit to something. And I don't know what the psychological reason is. I'm sure there is a psychological reason. But, like, that's one of the reasons that, uh, with, you know, with the GP and stuff like that, like, my, you know, my goal was qualify for an invitational. Yeah. You know, my goal was you know, do the best I can at a, at a GP, you know, try to get a positive record and like, and, and make these steps because one, I know I'm never going to be a pro magic player. Like, let's just face it. I am not good enough at all. Like my, the highest hope I could ever have is being an end boss at a local store. Like that is literally the highest I probably think I could be like, and, and I'm assuming that I had, and that would be assuming that I have a lot of time to play too. And like, then, air quotes get good mm-hmm. um like yeah which is basically the level you're kind of at now and half the time i think of myself as like the end boss at de and then the other half of the time i'm like man i'm like oh and three right now and you're like i'm the worst scrub terrible. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> like obviously variance is a thing yeah. but, but I, like, yeah. I don't even know if i the thing is, there are people at DE who I actively think are just as good as me. Yeah, so, like, I, I, well, I there can be more than one end boss. You don't have to have one. Like, True, we're just like, there's just like the end table. But like the it's, gatekeepers is what I, yeah. you know, like the, like those are the people you get through to to like prove that you're... The people you know, that up, the wins that feel good against. Yeah, the people that the wins feel good against. Like every time I beat you, like it feels good. I'll be honest, mm. you know. And it's like there's there's certain other people that I play against that like it always feels good to to win against them like not because you want to smear it in their face but like because you know that these people are are you know decent to good players and their wins are worth like the, like the one time I beat Zach in Legacy I was so excited oh man like I'm still excited about it because he's good like <laughs> he's good and he made one mistake yeah and he made one mistake and I capitalized on it and I was like yes but um. It was my it was my Patrick Sullivan moment was all. Yeah, uh, it was almost like a perfect recreation, which is hilarious to some degree. Yeah, it was, and it was literally my opponent tapping a waste like yeah, tapped out with their wasteland to do something or whatever. And but uh, yeah, oh, so good. Um, so like, I don't remember where I was going with it now. I did so good in the previous one, <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, I think. Yeah, goals. Seven yeah, goals. like I, I like the smaller goals. I think if I think if you're you go to a GP every time, like from the first GP to the, to the last, and you're just like, I need to win this thing. I need to win this thing. I need to win this thing. Like, you're just wrong to some degree. Like, I think I think certain people should show up there and just just be like, 
I need to win this thing. Like, if you're, you know, LSV and you show up to a GP, you should just be like, I'm here to win this thing. And, and, th- and that is your only goal. Because, I mean, that's how good you are. Yes. But, like, somebody like me or you, like, you, like your goal is to day two. Yep. Like, and that's a, I think that's an incredibly attainable goal for you. I mean, you I know, certainly you, you came, came close. goddamn close the first time. Yeah, yeah. So, like, and I think setting those goals is good because it gives you something to work for that you know you can reach. Because if you just, because, like, me, if I was, like, my goal is going to be to win a GP. And, like, what did I go in standard, like, two and three or something like that? I don't know. You did poor, and I, I did, did also poor. I did very poor. I, I did horrible. And, like, you come off that, and you're like, well, that's never going to happen, and you wander away. Like, yeah. that's kind of what it is. Whereas, like, you know, you come off a 2 through 3 or something like that, and your goal is to get a positive win record. You're like, man, I was one win off of getting even, two wins off of, of getting my goal. Mm-hmm. Like, that's doable. Like, that's not bad at all. Like, that's variance, basically. Like, you know, you could you could easily get there. Like, you know, and with you being one game away from that other one, you're like, gosh, if I just, you know, tighten things up, take a few more tries, get a little luckier, you know, practice, whatever it is, like, you don't Casually have... Casually stab my last round opponent because he was a douche canoe. Yeah, he was a giant douche canoe. Like, I walked, the... I walked over and, like... I don't even like, know if the game was done or whatever. It was just game. Like I heard him say like three sentences. I'm like, God, this guy's a dick. And I hadn't seen anything else of the game. Like, man, like, and I hadn't even talked to you, but yeah. The worst thing about like losing that match uh-huh. was a, the fact that I'm all into five. Yep. And B, the fact that it was, I lost to him and he was just such a douche. Yeah. And then listening like, to him talk to the judge for that amount of time was just absolutely just, agonizing. That is, that is more painful to me than not day twoing. Yeah. Even though I was so close. Yeah. Like, I don't think I did anything wrong outside of not drawing more lands, <laughs> but you know, can't I control mean, that. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Yeah. But. It's really hard to misplay when you never see a third land. Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> but, but yeah, like, you know, I, I think that's a, a super important piece because, like, I don't know. I think people need to set a path and then set roadmaps along along it. And I'm not a like, goal-oriented person, so this all just sounds like the most insane stuff coming out of my mouth. But, the thing is, you still understand yeah. the premise of it, even if you yourself uh, yeah. are bad at it. Yeah, like, I, like I understand. Like this is, I think that's a good way to do it because you have to break it up into manageable, manageable chunks. Like, and I think, and you have to go at it. You have to actually work towards it. That's like one of the big things. Like, if you're just like, if you just constantly air quotes cheat your way around things, like, and or you're just like punting randomly, like you're just never going to get there. Mm-hmm. Like. Uh, it's, uh, I know it's not an exact comparison, but just one of the things I think about is, um, uh, like, so one of the things we did a long time back was, was, uh, you know, this, m- like, money management, like, course and everything that talked about, like, budgeting and stuff like that. And you can immediately tell the people that take it seriously and do a budget every single month and manage their stuff and pay off their debts and go for this. And the people who look at it and, and start a little bit and then kind of are like, oh, uh, this is, this is, you know, too much work right now. I just, I need, um, uh, I need this cheat thing or whatever or something, or I deserve this, or 
uh, we don't need to do that and, and constantly are looking for ways around it mm -hmm. and guess what they're the people that are still having problems and still not getting through things and then the people who followed along with it and got all the way through it they're the people who are doing totally fine and it's not and everybody thinks that all that stuff is you know the the amount of money you make you know or you know in magic the amount of skill you just naturally have instead of the work you put into it and that's not the case in either way like like you obviously have to ha like be good at magic in some some capacity to get to this point but honestly you just got to put in the dues <laughs> yeah that's that that is entirely what it is where like you i am not as good as i am because i just i was just naturally this good like yeah like when i started playing magic i started playing magic way back in high school and i played for like three weeks right like <laughs> yep. i don't have that much of a history with magic i actually played a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh. yeah Yu-Gi-Oh is a very different beast from magic yeah and, and like I do think that I am somewhat naturally inclined to being good at a game like Magic, just because of how my mind is. I would I would agree with that statement. But you know, when I first started, it's not like well, actually, <laughs> I say it's not like when I first showed up and playing Magic, I was crushing tournaments. Uh, the first Magic tournament I ever played in was like a Saturday night event. I went zero and four. Yeah. The second the second one I played in, I got second place at an yeah. F and M, but. <laughs> That's that's my fun little like claim to fame gloating. Yeah, but it's like, well, the first I, for, the first ever constructed event I played in, I'm pretty sure was that legacy event that I won. Yep. <laughs> so, but I had played a couple pre-releases before that. Yeah, like you've you've done things before that, and but the thing is, like, I I didn't become the quotations end boss that I am just by you know being who i am i did put a lot of work in magic i i ingest a shit ton of magic yeah. content in general yeah. like i have on more than one occasion been up till one in the morning when i have to wake up at 4 30 in the morning because i'm watching a stream of someone playing magic that's just because like i just enjoy watching people play magic i enjoy watching mm -hmm. the lines like i sometimes get more enjoyment out of standing over um a group of people all playing commander watching them play silently and sometimes not silently judging them than I would if I was actually in that pod with them. See, this is why you wanted to do commentary. This is exactly why I wanted to do commentary. <laughs> like, I, I just, it, I, I just enjoy like observing and learning and like seeing people's, like the mistakes people make. Mm -hmm. And I can apply that towards myself to like not make those mistakes myself as it were. Like, but even I, even I, I'm perfectly willing to admit I've kind of hit like a plateau when it comes to my magic skill right now. Yeah. Because from where I am, I can't really go higher because my available options either A, don't exist, or B, are not ones I want to do. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't want to do an arena grind. Yeah. Like, that's, that's not why I do arena. I don't yep. want to grind Magic Online leagues because I don't yep. want to put money into Magic Online, which is weird because I put a shit ton of money into Arena. But, <laughs> but like I have absolutely hit a plateau because you know I can't do the GP grind, I can't yep. do the SCG circuit grind. Like that is not something that's available to me at you know the at the or in the area where I live. I've actually like found like a new somewhat 
uh, outlets towards like trying to improve my magic play, which is actually playing playing competitive EDH decks with a friend of mine who is very good at magic. Like he basically only plays EDH at this point. He used to he used to be a super hardcore um, like grinder. Like he was the end boss of all end bosses at DE. Like I actually at his peak, I think he was a better magic player than Greg Orange. Really? Wow. Ooh. Who won a goddamn pro tour? Yeah. This this is back when Greg Orange played at the store. I think yeah. this person was better than Greg when Greg played at the store. Okay. But the thing is, mentally, he just can't handle playing at a competitive level because he gets very salty. Oh, okay. Like, I he top aided the invitational, and when he lost in the top eight, he ripped his hand of cards in half and left. <laughs> like obviously he takes things a little too personally yeah so he just now at this point as this point just plays um commander but he still plays commander at a very high level so i've actually like me him and some other friends we just play like competitive commander decks against each other because that's a thing now apparently for me <laughs> i don't know what the hell's wrong with me at this point but yeah i know that's like yeah but you know, like that's that's like my current. You know, I want to play against people at a very high level, and yeah. like when you're playing against, you know, one person who I perceive as being very good, another person who I perceive as being about my equal, and then like some other random person. Like it is interesting, like taxing yourself playing against that many people at once. Yeah, yeah. But um, I don't even know where the hell I was going with this. I had a, a thing. Oh yeah, I I feel like I plateaued as a match player just because yep. like. At this point, the only other place I can go is like something like a Grand Prix, and Grand Prix just don't happen. Yeah, they don't, or they they don't happen very frequently. And when they do happen, they're really not necessarily in your availability. Yeah, you kind of have like a window where you can go, based on your work, and like if you can, you can; if you can't, you can't. Like, I mean, if if CFB would stop being pussies and decide to actually have their Grand Prix in the middle of a Minnesota winter, there wouldn't be a problem. But I don't. <laughs> Something about negative 40 degrees, negative 100 degree wind chill is like, you know, a problem for some people. Uh, funny. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so that's that's actually something that I've been thinking about a lot lately is like I've kind of like hit my plateau as a player and I don't know where to go from here. Yeah, I was going to say, I kind of I, I, I kind of agree with that, like, you know, to some degree, like you you don't have a lot of places to, to do that. You just kind of have the same you know treadmill you have at the store kind of and everything yeah. but like, don't get me wrong i do enjoy the treadmill oh yeah uh. but you know that's i don't i it's it's less of a i'm kind of just like i no longer have as much of the outlets for like self-improvement as i used yeah. to have yeah exactly like, like you know it, it's a very different thing you go to the store and you're looking you can just kind of play you just kind of can play games you know and you're not you know necessarily using that to help really really hone yourself a lot like whereas yeah. if i go like i learn something every single time because i still have so much i can learn yeah and i mean that's not to say that there isn't things that i probably still could be doing better at the store oh, yeah obviously there is but but you know the incentive isn't there as much as it used to be yeah like exactly like the incentive to play absolutely perfect isn't really there because like you know the invitational even has gone away at this point you know yeah. that's on hiatus until who knows when like the things to pull me to like push myself further just aren't really there. And I'm just kind of like, you know, 
a lot of the reason why I go to FNF at this point is just to hang out with my friends. If my friends aren't there, I just don't go to Magic. Yeah. Which is not something... I've never not gone to Magic, you know, for... I've never not gone to Magic because I really didn't feel a reason to go there until recently because the just playing yeah. Magic was a reason to go there. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, like, when all my friends were down at the Grand Prix, I just didn't really feel a reason to go play Magic on Saturday. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I hear you, man. Like, and the, yeah, that, like, that makes the, you know, the grind up and down tough. And, like, you know, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be so bad, but I know that you're someone who likes to continue improving. Yeah. Yep. Like, so, like, like, honestly, like, if I was in the position you're at, I'd be like, sweet. I'm okay with where I am right now. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm uh, like, I'm a person who kind of like, you know, it's like with my job and stuff like that. It's like, I have, I had a goal I wanted to reach. And eventually I reached that point and I'm, and it's like, I'm good here. <laughs> like, this <laughs> is what I want. I want to be right here. I'm happy with this, you know, like, and, but like, I don't think you've reached that point yet. Not that I necessarily know what exactly that point is, but like, yeah, I, I, fe- I feel like you're, I feel like you're somebody who would want to go further if you could. I, I absolutely, like, if we lived in a location that allowed me to like drive on the weekends and grind SCG events, I probably would. Yeah. Like I, hear I would, I would try a lot harder with my boss slash supervisor to not have to work at five thirty in the morning on Mondays. <laughs> If I could actually like go and do like do an SCG event grind, because like I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't even know where my like my ideal end goal is. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily want to be a pro Magic player because I a don't want to market myself. <laughs> <laughs> like, b I don't honestly think I could write a good article about like deck construction and shit. Like, I'm just not a good writer. No. Like. The the aspects around doing that is not something that I, I mean, personally think I can do. You do this, <laughs> true, but this is this is different. This is me babbling like an idiot, and you make it sound good. Well, arguable, but <laughs> <laughs> like this this isn't me sitting down writing something and being like, yeah, this is totally legible. Yeah, <laughs> I I think that's one of those things that you just got to try too, though. I. Like, agree as i you know as i've said before i think i said it on another podcast i think it's one of those things too that like you just people just need to be willing to try things and when they try things they need to be willing to go for it you know to tie back into our whole thing here and stuff like that like you know when i when i wrote articles you know it was like i'm gonna do this and i did it for you know a period of time until i was like all right we're good off this train i don't think this is something i like want to really like keep doing consistently but i was doing weekly articles for almost six months so mm-hmm. like for free obviously because nobody wants to pay me um and some of them were okay a lot of them were not but like <laughs> you know i was pretty proud of that experience and it's like you know with the podcast when we started that we're like we're gonna do this and we're gonna we're gonna go for it like we're gonna try to do this as well the best we can and I feel like we have, you know, kept with that at least. Like, you know, we've been consistent. We keep, we keep doing it. Like, I feel like, you know, we try to keep our content as good as we can. It kind of wavers up and down sometimes. We don't have as, you know, it's always funny when I listen to limited resources and they're like, they're like, well, we want you to learn some, to learn something from every podcast. And I just laugh because I'm like, 
yeah, we're a little more entertainment based sometimes. Maybe. <laughs> like, you know, like I don't know, but I mean, to to be fair, we do at least try and make sure that our topics are at least worth listening to. Yeah, and at least pertain to magic sometimes. Yeah. But, like, uh, that's why we have the bonus episode thing, so that we can just, like, record something that is absolute nonsense every once in a while. But, like, you know, I, I, but I feel like people just need to take those chances and go for it. And when they when they decide to go for it, I think they need to go for it. They can't just be like, oh, okay, we'll do it. And, like, wander over and kind of, eh, with that stuff. Because I, like, I know the times when I've done things like that where it's like, I'm going to try this thing. And then I, like, don't really follow through on it. Those are always the ones that kind of feel bad. Yeah. Like, cause you didn't put as much into it as you could have. Yeah. There's a few things I like, kind of like, I kind of regret about that. I haven't like some projects that I haven't finished. Like there's a lot of them where I'm like, I don't care. Cause it, I learned stuff just by attempting it. Like, and I, I was just more fiddling than I was actually going for it. But there's a couple things where it was like, gosh, I really wish I would have like done this. And sometimes I'll go back to it and start working on it again or whatever. But like, you know, like, it's stuff like that. Like, I mean, one of the things also I'm really proud of is like, you know, one, like one day I was like, I'm going to learn how to, I'm going to code an app in Android and I'm going to do it and just get it done. And I'm going to build it and push it out there. And I did it and I finished it and it was a mess, but I got, I, I published a freaking Android app and that's like not a big hurdle or anything and stuff like that. But I basically went from like knowing basic Java to coding this app and getting it out and making it functional and releasing a few updates until my computer ate all this until my, I accidentally formatted a drive and ate all the source code and my key to sign it. But I'm, uh, <laughs> but like, I don't know. I, I'm still really proud of that. Like being able to go on my dashboard and be like my, my developer dashboard or whatever, and look at it and be like, wow, look at this. 200 people have downloaded this app. Like, Oh, look, like, 15 people from Sweden have downloaded this app or wherever it was like, you know, and stuff like that. Like, it was like, that feels really good. Like that's your earth dawn die roller app, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was. I don't think it's, I don't know if it's on the store anymore because I can't, because I lost the source code and can't update it. And they changed like policies and stuff like that. So I think it got pulled, but, mm. but yeah, I had, I think I had about, I, I might've even had up to a thousand downloads at one point, but like, I know that's not like piddly in comparison to stuff like that, but like, I was really I mean, proud of it's, that. It's piddly in comparison to a lot of shit, but here's the thing. <laughs> you are literally a nobody yeah. who had a thousand people think your thing was worth downloading. Yeah, or it's like, I um for a while, on that, that site I wrote for, um I had the most read article for a short period of time. That's actually kind of sweet. And I was like, that's sweet. Obviously, nobody read that site. Nobody gave a crap about it. Yeah. Um, I, I do think it was one of my more useful articles as weird as that sounds, but I'm uh, like, was it the one that I had a hand in or no, it was not actually, it was, it was, um, uh, it came out around Christmas and it was a, it was a guide to, um, it it was just basically about buying gifts for magic players or uh, being a magic player, receiving, asking for and receiving gifts. And uh, like, it, it was basically just like, if you're somebody who knows nothing about magic and somebody, you know, wants, wants something, Here's what here's my opinion of what to get them and stuff like that. If you're a magic player and you're putting stuff on your wish list, here's what here's what you should and should not do. Like, don't ask for singles. Like, yeah, <laughs> um, that'll and, go poorly. But then I also had a big piece at the end. It's like if you're a magic player and somebody gives you something and it's not something you're particularly interested in, like you know you're a standard player and they give you a you know 
EDH deck or something like that, you know, one of the prefabs or something like that. Be thankful for that because somebody took the time and appreciates you and your hobby enough and like respects you enough to go out and try to find something for you because they care about you that much. And like that was actually the biggest crux of my article because I feel like sometimes magic players don't do that. Actually, I feel like sometimes people don't do that. Like I had to write an article about how to be a human being to some degree, but like Which is hilarious coming from yeah. you. Like I don't know. Be as I said, being good to people is just good value. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go off on that segue. All right, actually, go I'm gonna go off on the segue in relation to this. That yep. is something that I could just never get my previous ex to understand. Where I was always like, she's she would always buy me booster packs. Yeah, because she just wanted to buy me gifts, and I I love I'd, getting booster packs. Like, I'd crack them, and it would be awesome. And she'd be like, "Well, did you get anything you need?" I'm like, "No." And no. she's like, "Well, now I feel bad." I'm like, "Why? Why?" <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't. You like a you basically bought me a lottery ticket. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, that's, very that's that, Yeah, that's something that um, uh, my wife's family um, they had a tradition of on like birthdays and stuff like that. They would always buy a lottery ticket for the person. And it was so much fun. It's always so much fun. Not even that you win anything, but just like hanging out and scratching the ticket and everything. Like, um, you know, it, it was just the sense of not knowing. And it was just a fun way to do something like that and create some excitement with everybody. Like, it's a weird thing that this, that this chunk of gambling that is basically worthless, like when you break it down, like kind of like in a weird way brought people together in some ways. It was really, yeah. it was really cool and really fun. Um, in the same way, but continues. So. Yeah. Well, like I, she was like, "Well, you didn't get anything you needed, and nothing you opened was worth it." I'm like, "So what? You bought me packs, and I got to open them, and that alone feels great." Like, yeah. It doesn't matter if you open shit from a pack; just the act of opening the pack is going to make you a little bit excited. Yeah, exactly. You never know what you're going to get. Like I had, yeah. Even if I tried nothing good in the set. It's so fun. Yeah, like I had to try so many times to explain to her, like it doesn't matter what's in the pack. The fact is, you bought me a pack, and that's sweet. Yeah, and that is awesome, and it's so fun. And that's what I always tell people, like if if, if they want to get me magic, I'm like, just buy me packs, man. It's yeah. awesome. Doesn't even matter what set they are. That literally, literally does not matter what set they are. You just buy oh. me anything. It could be I... whatever. Three packs of friggin' Dragon's Maze. Like I'm still happy. I will say the one thing that I don't like about opening random packs is now that all my shit's sorted, I have to, like, find the right box to put the shit in. <laughs> like, yeah. did you... I don't I don't know how this happened, yeah. but my Shadows Over Innistrad and Eldritch Moon box is somehow on the bottom of my tower. Yeah, because um, uh, I did them first. Yeah. I had to go through... Like, I needed a Trail of Mysteries, <laughs> oh, or, whatever the, or whatever the hell the card is called trail of evidence i think i had to, I had to uh -huh. find a trail of evidence so i had to move all the boxes and then go through and find trail of evidence and i put all the boxes back i'm like i should i should maybe put those in different i'm like no i'm not gonna put those this in is different. that's my burden to some degree when i'm going through bulk too it's like oh, if i need something at this very bottom of this box move move. also move. i don't know what the hell is wrong with you uh -huh. but for some reason one of my boxes you have four out of the five chambers full and the fifth chamber is just completely empty and I can't figure out what the hell to put in there. It's like halfway down the stack, and it's just empty. And I'm just like, I don't know what to do with you. Uh, Eventually, sure, I'll put I, I was probably working my way through the boxes in a particular way. I have a I have a system for how I do it, mm -hmm. and it may not necessarily make the most sense or be 100 percent the most efficient, but I just do it that way. So that's probably why it happened like that. 
Yeah, I I was just I always look like every time I lift up the box, I'm like, oh, this is the partial one. <laughs> yeah, that's just always kind of what happens. Yeah, like it depends on where stuff fits to some degree too. So, which is fair, I suppose. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> but and I'm not gonna lie, this is something else I've been thinking of lately. I kind of wish you did still write articles for that website because <laughs> I would write an article and have you post it as your own via proxy. <laughs> I couldn't take credit for your stuff. I'd just edit your article and post it as you. That's fine. If only there was a place where we could post articles. Like, See, a, web, this... like a website or something or like a domain that, that people could go to. See, but this is different because I would want people to actually read it. <laughs> I mean, people would read it like... Well, the people the people who would read it are people who've already heard my rant. It, I yeah. literally just want to like. There's write... fewer people out there too, but like. Yeah, I, I literally just I've been wanting to actually like write an article lately about why people's perception of modern needs to change. Write it, po- like here's the deal: write it and post it, and and work out getting it out there afterwards. I feel like, I feel like with content creation in general, people are absolutely too worried about getting things out there. That's like fair. they're worried about they're worried about their voice being heard too much and not worried about saying what they need to say. Like if you say if you say what needs to be said, people will find what find it. And you know, we can pimp other people to get them to look at things if we need. But like <laughs> just like and by the way people if you want, if you like this and if you're on Reddit or something like that or Twitter or whatever or something like that, uh we're not whores, so we don't well, we are, but like not super big whores. So like, feel free to like retweet our stuff or like, you know, post our stuff on Reddit. I like, I did that for a while with my articles, and I don't think I can actually do that again anymore on Reddit. <laughs> like, I think I got in trouble with the subreddit. Um, so I've kind of stopped doing that because I never really liked doing it either. But like, you know, other people can do that stuff for us, and it works out just fine. Um, yeah, we just can't yeah. do it. We can't post our own stuff on Reddit. Other people can post our stuff on Reddit. Yeah, it's the the self content creation thing. But like, so there's there's all my whoring for today. But like, like honestly, I feel like if you wrote something, like things would just come, you know, would show up. Like my old domain, I actually had an article that had multiple comments and reads and stuff on it mm. because it was useful. Like like one day I just was like, so I had this problem with something at work. Because I was like the only, I'm the only person there that runs Linux, and we used a Citrix environment, and I had to do something with Linux and mess with stuff. And so I, I like, I had to piece together like four different sites worth of information, and finally figured out how to do the thing I was doing. So I actually just like typed out how to do this thing on on my page, and I got a bunch of hits on it. Like most of my traffic came through that post, and now it's all obsolete and gone. So whatever. But. Yeah. I'm, I was going to say, Fletcher was the only one who used Linux. Also, water is wet. Yeah. there's Actually, there's two people at work who do. But <laughs> for, their, for their, like, main computers. Interesting. Yep. <laughs> Me and the manager of infrastructure, so two managers. <laughs> but. Is there a reason why it's better? Uh, no. Okay. Just, well, I'll just say that, just to say it like i will accept that as an answer it's personal preference for what we are trying to accomplish with it you right tool for the right job kind of thing yeah actually it's kind of like the it's it's a tool that we make work for the job more so but there's there's certain advantages that we like about it 
Also, we just like flexing our, you know, IT EP and basically. Because automatically, like, in, in the IT world, there's people, like, it's split into two, two groups of people. There's people who got into IT because it's a good job. I refer to them as the normal people. Mm. And, the, and then there's nerds. And, and I fall into the, the second camp way more so. Um, the other guy kind of does too and stuff. But I'm, uh, the line is far blurrier though nowadays because, you know, like normal people can be nerds too, I guess. Um, that happens sometime. I wish that would have been true when I was a kid. Um, <laughs> but like, so like all the normal people don't have a damn clue what Linux is. Hard. Yep. Like, like they're like Linux. Yeah. Okay. And like the nerds do, and they may have installed like, <coughs> like Ubuntu on their like machine once or something like that, and then got confused and left. So like, if you're like, yeah, I use Linux, like people automatically assume that you know what you're doing and that you're like <laughs> super, super good with computers. And I'm, uh, it's just not the case at all. Like, even remotely <laughs> so like you kind of just do that to like make people think you're smarter than what you are is what i what i do the I other guy's actually fine. smart and he knows what he's doing um i just fake it super hard um but that is great i don't know how else to put that but that's great <laughs> you're not wrong either because like when no. you first explained linux to me i'm like so you this is okay you're a weird computer guy (laughs) it's yay but um (laughs) you get what you pay for yeah so do we have anything else to say about our main topic or anything no i i think the segue kind of turned into a closer at this point (laughs) i'm good with that do you i mean do you have anything else you want to you want to talk about here before we start closing up shop here i mean i mean just as Obviously, everything we said can also apply, like, outside of Magic 2, right? Like, yeah. Any, if you have a goal, actually apply yourself to achieving said goal. Like, yeah. Like, I, it doesn't matter what your goal is. If your goal is, like, eating healthier, if your goal is, like, losing weight, if your goal is, like, to build or create something actually strive for it don't just kind of like expect it to happen at some point like yeah and like i'm kind of being hypocritical in saying this because like i think we all are like one of the things i dislike about myself the most is my stomach i don't like my stomach my stomach is like the only part of my body where there's any fat and it's kind of it bothers me a lot as a result of that but i really really enjoy potato chips (laughs) <laughs> and I enjoy potato chips more than I dislike my stomach. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is why I still have a stomach. <laughs> so, like, obviously, I'm being hypocritical in like saying like, yeah. if you have a goal, work towards it. But honestly, I, I've actually, I've, I've said this. I'm like, I would rather like work out on like a bike or a treadmill for like hours a day than give up potato chips yeah <laughs> and then my my friend was like that's not how that works i'm like it is if i do it enough yeah. <laughs> you just outspend it right now yeah but, yeah like, that's what i did when i was a kid i just <laughs> burnt more calories than i ingested getting old I, getting old's rough it is but like i mean also something that helped i mean and this works with magic too find someone to keep you accountable 
exactly. I mean, like, that's done wonders for me. <laughs> I mean, that's how you originally lost weight, isn't it? Because you and Andy went and did jujitsu stuff together. Yeah, actually, we did that for a couple of years, actually. And I, I, I was in the best shape I'd ever been probably for, for that amount of time. Like, it was... Yeah, it was good. And I mean, then I bailed out and had a kid, but like, yeah. you know, even like, even with magic, like having you around keeps me accountable to do better and stuff there. Like, you know, th this podcast, you know, the, to some degree, the articles I had other people, uh, you know, some other people keeping me accountable, like anything like that will help, you know. Yeah. There's a reason why a lot of people go to the gym with someone. Yeah, exactly. You there's know, a, there's a, a, yeah. Community is important in not just magic. <laughs> yeah. Like, having you know as as I said having someone else keep you accountable having someone else to be like i need to do this for this person because this person is going like you know and obviously if you're both flakes that's not going to work out very well but yeah you know and well, like you yeah. try yeah like me and like me and andy kept each other accountable and it was really good for a long time yeah. like you know and Look honestly where it started to taper off is when we couldn't go together like you know like i'd I'd be able to go or, or I'd go by myself or something. He obviously went way more cause he was more into it and actually did a couple fights, but yep. like, you know, and that, and that motivated him and he had other people keeping him accountable there. But I, I, I never really clicked. Like I, I did like, uh, there were some people from that, that gym. I really did. Uh, I really did like as people. Um, and if they like, if I ran into him one day and they're like, Hey, we should hang out. I'd be like, yes, we actually should. Um, but like, I feel like those places tend to attract very red, white color aligned people. Mm -hmm. And it just didn't work with me. Like, <laughs> you know, for some reason, like it was really weird. I don't know. But like, it was like red, white spikes in some way, if that makes any sense. And I'm like a black, white Johnny, you know? So it just was, it was weird. And I, I could see my Johnniness coming out in that too. Like with this, with the things I liked to do and the things that the, the, like, you know, obviously I wasn't good enough to really like actually develop anything, but like the, the ways I tended and, and drifted and stuff were very Johnny esque to some degree. But it yeah. is kind of interesting how the psychographics stem from more than in like people. I always had someone get mad at me because I referred to them as Johnny or Jenny, because she was a female. Yeah, I referred to her as Jenny. She's like, "What does that mean?" I'm like, "This is your personality type." She's like, "Well, why do you have to put it in? Why do you have to put a label on it?" Because because it's a fake personality type. Yeah, uh, <laughs> or a fake personality test. I think that's how I read it one time. Yeah, it's and it's like because we're humans and we label things. Yeah, quit, quit it with your hipster bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> like, but it's, yeah, but it's yeah. she's like, "Why do you have to put a label on it?" I'm like, it doesn't matter like what the label is. The matter is like, like your personality type stems from more than just magic. It is literally everything. Like, yeah. as a person, I am a spike. Like, yep. I want to be like when I was a goddamn dishwasher at McDonald's. I was the best goddamn dishwasher. And at you McDonald's. and you want and you took pride in being the best goddamn dishwasher at McDonald's. You're damn right, I did. <laughs> <laughs> like, because I was, I that was my job, and I was the best at it because yeah. I was the best at doing my job. Yeah. And like that is that like that stems from not just magic. That is literally everything I do. I want to be the best at it. Yeah. Even. <laughs> I was just gonna say, I'm like, okay, yeah, all right. 
But we got to finish this one up. So <laughs> if anybody wants to shoot us some feedback, um, you can send it to the locomet at gmail.com. I will forward anything regarding that comment straight to John. Um, catch us on Twitter at the locomet PC. Uh, go check out the locomet.com. That's where all of our podcasts and stuff are. Um, pour us out on Reddit, as I said previously. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Check out everything there. Come check out the discord. Um, we're doing more and more things and trying to get people to talk and stuff like that. Hopefully that streaming thing kicks in because I'd like to just do some impromptu arena streams on there more so than Twitch. But That'd be sweet. Um, yeah. So, all right. Um, John, any last words? Nope. All right. Well, we will catch